got everything I need for this episode. I have my bee mug, my bee shirt, my bee necklace. I believe this will go well. (laughs) (laughs) I have uh, my bee necklace and some, some bee coffee and a black cat who likes to go roll around in the pollen on the porch and bring it in on his butt. That makes him a bee. Mm-hmm. He black and yellow. He, it's just so yellow when he comes inside, like the whole bottom of his tail. Oh, very cute. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Ants. They sounded similar. Yeah. <laughs> I like oops. oops. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of ants and they're stressing me out. So ants. Understandable. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I made oops. <laughs> We made oops. <laughs> and my brain the past week has been going, burr, 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 So anywhere, anyway, anywhere. Anywhere. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Hi there. Welcome to Cream and Sugar. Hey, Allie. Hey, Julia. What is small, black, and yellow, and drops things? What? A fumblebee. Ah! <laughs> That's so fitting for the oops. Uh-huh. I didn't even plan that. <laughs> My jaw already hurts. Perfect. Today, we are not exactly talking about coffee, Mm -hmm. but it was used to sweeten coffee, and I'd love to tell you more about it. It's honey! And, and bees! Bees? Bees? Yes, bees! I'm excited. And if you know anything about us, you know that we love bees and honey and yellow and geometric patterns. So this one is kind of right up our alley. (laughs) (laughs) So you know literally everything related to bees? Yeah, we're in for that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But before we go uh, swarming into that topic, (laughs) uh, how are you brewing? I am brewing wonderfully. Yeah. So I I have news. Okay. That, well, you know the news, but oh. listeners don't know the news. Um, that I have been going on dates with somebody mm. who I did not ask if I could mention him directly on the podcast. So I'm not going to just oust him like that. But there are many things that need that are relevant to podcasts that need to be known. And he also listens to this podcast. So if we haven't discussed it by the time he listens, he's just going to learn it here. So, um, as you know, when we mm-hmm. first started talking, this is like an old friend that I reconnected with. So there's already a certain level of comfort. So I told him to go back and listen to the Earl Grey <laughs> episode from a year ago because his name starts with a W. And if you uh, have been listening for a while or if you would like to go back and refresh as part of our tea leaf reading in the Earl Grey episode, the tea leaf said I was going to meet somebody whose name started with a W. And we made jokes about it and that kind of thing. So he said that was a bold move. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes. Was it the appropriate move? Also, yes. It worked. So it needed to be known. 
We also, uh, on our first date, went to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Because, of course. Uh, of except course. he said, usually when he goes to Starbucks, he just orders hot chocolate. So he just looked at me and went, order me something. So I went, um okay how do you feel about like cinnamon and stuff and he was like yeah cinnamon's good so i got him a a chai latte from starbucks Mm -hmm. and he really liked it so doing well yay i'm glad if i had been the one to choose his coffee i would have been like hmm you like hot chocolate right and he'd been like yeah (laughs) wait wait wait. he would have been like what yeah Yes, that's what all men sound like. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I like hot chocolate. <laughs> and um, me doing his voice that I've never heard or seen before. So this is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd be like, yeah, I like chocolate. And then be like, perfect. <laughs> You'll enjoy a mocha. And we'll put whipped cream and sprinkles <laughs> on it because hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm pulling him over to the to team chai. So mm, it was okay. also like 8 o'clock at night. So I didn't want to just overload him with coffee. I mean, that's fair. I mean, for me caffeine as always (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) for everyone else maybe not (laughs) another thing is that i've been listening to i sent you a snapchat and i don't know if you opened it this morning but i just started a book called the ice pick surgeon Uh by sam keen who did the disappearing spoon and the violinist thumb did you get a chance to open the snapchats i did but i want to hear it again because i wasn't very focused when i opened it well so i didn't actually send you this part in the snapchat i sent you the gin and tonic part which was just really exciting like i paused the book immediately and sent you that snapchat (laughs) um the other part because that that whole section was talking about biopiracy the book goes Mm -hmm. through like scientific history and how it relates to crimes and how like scientists justified the crimes to get to their results kind of thing and the first chapter was about piracy so he starts to describe a Scotsman who put on like traditional average at the time Chinese outfits and hairstyles and that kind of stuff to sneak mm-hmm. into China to steal a plant and take it back to India. Okay. It was the Camellia sinensis plant <laughs> that we talked about last episode. <laughs> but the whole section had been talking about, you know, like what's justified stealing versus what's not. Cause the gin and tonic was like a medical thing that saved a lot of lives, especially in Asia and Africa. Mm-hmm. And so he just goes, you know, it's kind of hard to, d- to justify theft and piracy for Earl Grey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I think it's perfectly justified. I mean, I don't think you need much more of a reason than it's Earl Grey. <laughs> yeah. That's totally it. That's like, fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so that's how I'm brewing. <laughs> How are you brewing? I am brewing well. I'm trying to remember what I've been doing for the past two weeks. Mm. I looked at my calendar and I can't remember a single thing I've done. I feel like I went somewhere. You came up here. Oh, I have something to talk about. Uh Uh-huh. Two weeks after our engagement, um, we finally got a chance to just like relax, be ourselves. And then the following weekend... Um, our friend's girlfriend came down to visit mm-hmm. and we were entertaining all week long, kind of, kind of, sort of, not really, but I've, ex- we were so tired, but we did so many fun adult things that I probably wouldn't have done outside of that. Yeah. Um, I found out that there's this little town, like five minutes from us that had a cheese and wine place that I'm absolutely going to take you when you come down again. Um, it's fancy schmancy. Mm -hmm. It's like you order a charcuterie board 
Yeah. And they just bring you a crap ton of bread. <laughs> okay. And you just eat cheese and meats and weird things uh-huh. all night with wine or beer. That sounds fantastic. It was really nice. It was the best glass of Moscato I've ever had. Mm-hmm. It was $9 a glass. Oof. <laughs> and uh, naturally, I had two. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> very long night. We also went swimming on a Tuesday. Nice. In March. Going swimming on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> the water was very cold, like make you numb cold. Ooh. And we stayed in there for a good half hour or so. <laughs> but I'm glad you didn't get sick. Yeah, me too. Especially because we were jumping back and forth between that and a hot tub. Oh, boy. So <laughs> I'm very surprised I don't have pneumonia or anything worse. Mm-hmm. But we did have a ton of fun. It was really good to see her. We went to the South Carolina Aquarium, mm-hmm. uh, which I've never been, surprisingly. Oh. And I didn't know that we get in for a discount because my work has an exhibit there. Oh, nice. That's so cool. we paid full price. Because I didn't know. Next time. Whoops. Which is funny because both of us could have gotten a discount because we both work at work. Yeah. Oh, well. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) But we did have a ton of fun. Good. Oh, that's the other thing. That the night before that, when you guys came up to Mm -hmm. go to the girls' night, that we had... what I wanted to talk about girls' night. Do you want to talk... Do you want to... You talk about girls' night. No, no, no. You talk about girls' night. I was just excited to talk about drinking Blue Moon out of an antique teacup haunted by Mildred. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) We need to describe the whole entity of girls' night. Yes. So, first of all, Mike and I showed up. Mike was honorary girl. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course. Because, obviously, we come as a pair. There's just no... That's it. (laughs) Especially if you're going to make a two-hour drive, it's a little rude to be like, no, he can't come. Sorry, babe, you got to stay at home. You don't get any of the juicy gossip from Girls' Night. (laughs) Watch the cat. (laughs) Have fun. So Mike and I showed up with Bojangles fries. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't realize Casey was going to have the whole table beautiful and foods. (laughs) Uh Would you like to describe some of the food that we had on the table? So what had happened was (laughs) Casey won an antique tea set from a from an online auction so it included like a whole set of teacups and saucers and a whole bunch of dishes and bowls and stuff so we had an array of bojangles fries three different types of fancy fancy cheese from i think Publix. it was like a goat cheese that had beer infused in it or wine infused it was in a it. red wine infused cheese and it was Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like it because I don't like red wine, but uh, like Mike it. really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. There's also a rosemary one. Um, that one was good. Then we had those really thin, fancy crackers you get with charcuterie boards. Mm-hmm. And then I picked up a box of Ritz crackers on the way over at Casey's <laughs> request because she wasn't sure about the thin crackers. Um, Casey also had a full cake. I've also picked up some St. Patrick's Day sugar cookies with the icing on top that we brought over. The ones that are too dry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> um we also had something from Taco Bell. They were like little dried cheese wisps, but they were Taco mm-hmm. Bell flavored. Yes. So there was like the mild sauce, and it also tasted like specifically the cheese that you get inside of a cheesy bean and rice burrito. 
I don't think they were Taco Bell flavored. I think they came from Taco Bell in the same way that the Bojangles fries came from Taco Bell. What? You can get those from Taco Bell? I think so. Huh. I'm pretty sure they just ordered like some of the little sides and brought them. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, we also had a thing of cocktail shrimp and like lox <laughs> salmon pieces. That was Dude, really that good. That salmon was really good though. Uh-huh. So, and then we all had our assorted drinks in cups. So seltzers and um, Blue Moon and I think at one point liquor. You had like a fancy thing. Well, I started with Diet Pepsi with oh, ice yeah. <laughs> and that made Casey extremely uncomfortable to see ice in a dainty little heat teacup. Uh-huh. And then I tried a key lime cream liqueur mm. and it immediately made my tummy upset so I didn't drink it anymore. Yep. And then I started pouring seltzers into the little teacups. <laughs> I think my favorite was that you had the cream liqueur, but it also had ice in it. Yes. <laughs> it's just I like a milky ice, ice substance. Yeah. I kept the ice in it just to make, uh, just to keep making her uncomfy. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good night. And uh, we spent about 40 minutes in the Taco Bell drive-thru. Oh, my God. But we also had a little fashion show. So, yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that. I got some good clothes from that. Mm-hmm. I think it was all around a good night. It was also Mike and I's first time seeing their new house, which was fun. Same. I had not been there yet. Nice. Mm-hmm. House party. House party. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sam and I slept on an air mattress and we laughed every time we rolled into one another. Oh, I'm sorry. Were y'all comfy? <laughs> oh, yeah. We Like, we slept. It was just like... We one person would sit down, and if you sat too close to the edge, it was that kind of like what <laughs> off the side. So. <laughs> it was just funny. Well, as long as y'all had fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, are you ready to get into the episode? I am ready to get into the episode. Yay! Because you're not gonna believe what I found. Yeah. But first, a quick fire <laughs> question. Oh yeah. Okay. Have you tried other kinds of honey? Um, I, uh, I know I've had clover honey. Mm-hmm. I've had raw honey. Okay. Of undisclosed origin. <laughs> and I've had honey f- with different flavors in it from the Savannah Bee Company. Okay. So like I have a lavender honey from them, but I don't know if it's clover honey or not. That's a good question. And I might be able to answer that later. Cool. Yeah. I do distinctly <laughs> remember I, did, I don't like, like, the bear honey, the honey that comes in a bear bottle. Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking about it, and you said, you told me that I probably just didn't like clover honey. And I was like, wait, there's other kinds of honey. And then that's that's the, the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> there's more. <laughs> that's about how I felt when I was researching this. I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> As I'm typing up this information, I was like, what do you mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, As for me, I have probably only tried clover honey Mm -hmm. i've all i think i've also had wildflower honey but i'm not sure Mm. but we'll come back to that there's an orange orange honey at walmart that now that you say wildflower i think it might be wildflower honey oh nice nope it's orange blossom 100 percent raw honey i take it back that makes sense yep so keep that in mind i'll come back to that later when we talk about different types of honey Okay, I'm going to leave that tab open. Perfect. Okay. So, Uh I took the liberty of writing down a bunch of questions 
cool. then answering them. Awesome. Everything that I could have about bees and honey and everything in between. Perfect. So the first question I asked was, how is honey made? Mm-hmm. Because I have a rough idea. You know, bees make honey. Ta-da! That's it. But I wanted I wanted to know exactly how. I wanted mm-hmm. I needed the scientific side of it. Okay. So with a little background first. Um, we all know that bees make honey, right? What? Honey bees. <laughs> <laughs> but did you know that there are several different species of bee? Yes, because I can poke carpenter bees and they won't sting me. Yes. And also there were bad ones in Africa that are very mean and react to sound vibrations. It was on Animal Planet one time. They were like, okay. hey, did you know these bees are like total butts about everything? They're they're real they're real bad. Oh, oh my god. I can't yeah, we need to find that. But did you know there's different species of honeybee? No, I did not. Yes. So there's about two thousand sorry. 20,000 types of bees. This is like the the actual bees, not just honeybees. Okay. Would you like to take a guess on how many of those can make honey? I'm going to say like a quarter of them. Like 5,000. Would you believe me if I told you the answer was eight? I'd believe you if you told me anything because I trust you wholeheartedly. Only eight of them can make honey. That's kind of sad. I feel bad for those bees. They're having to work. <laughs> and every other bee gets to take advantage of all their hard work. It's just rude. I don't think other bees need to make honey. I'm sure they eat something else. Hmm. Sketchy bees. But of the 20,000 types of bee, only eight of them can actually make honey. Okay. So, now... How do they make this honey? So to do this, you have to start by gathering nectar, which is a sugary liquid made from flowering bodies of plants Uh uh, that are specifically produced to attract pollinators because that's how the flowers, well, the the plant reproduces. Right. So the bees go along collecting their nectar and at the same time picking up all the pollen and they don't actually need the pollen. It just kind of hooks onto them. (laughs) It's like Velcro. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, <laughs> I just got this amazing image of little Velcro on their legs. And the it's just the pollen just going, just a little <laughs> noise. Yeah, yeah. As they get the next flower. <laughs> so, anyways, as they hop around collecting nectar, they're depositing the pollen, and poof, the cycle begins next spring. Right? Mm-hmm. Not what I'm interested in, but good to know. So after they finish collecting their pollen, or sorry, their their nectar, <laughs> they take the nectar back to the hive. Here okay. they deposit it in nectar, deposit the nectar in waxy honeycombs where other members of the colony fan the honey. And the reason they do this is because it allows the excess water to evaporate, leaving only the sticky liquid, which turns into honey. Ah. And there's this whole process where it kind of like crystallizes and and rearranges itself to where it's like it's like making a oh what's it called a reduction it's like making a reduction yeah but instead you're left with sugar i have a question yes are they fanning them like with their wings yes okay 
Yeah, the other members literally sit on the hive and go. Or do they have tiny little leaves and they're like, almighty nectar, (laughs) up and down, back and forth. (laughs) All praise the sweet liquid. (laughs) All hail the nectar that brings us honey. (laughs) (laughs) So this leaves the sweet, sticky liquid that we love. Mm -hmm. But why do they do this? Why do they make honey? Mm Mm-hmm. Cause they do it because it's oh go ahead. Oh, uh, that's all. Cause oh yeah, that's it. Just because yeah. it's <laughs> Just fun. Cause. Yeah, it's actually really fun. Uh-huh. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's their religion. Yeah, they worship this. No, the reason they do this uh, in the first place is to stock up food for when the hive is in uh, times of famine. Mm. So okay. they're making backup. The OG Armageddon planners. <laughs> So they use this stuff to survive. This is what they eat. They they consume the nectar and the rest is stored for leftovers in a more stable way. Okay. If this is a good time, I found my my African bees. Okay. It's a, they are Africanized bees from order Hymeno Hymenoptera. Okay. Hymenoptera. Genus Apis, family mm-hmm. Apidae. Species and subspecies Mellifera scutellata. Scutellata. Mm-hmm. Um, the general appearance of killer bees is what they're called, according to the Smithsonian, is the same as common honeybees, but there are some distinctive physical features that that uh, separate them. And then it says there's a section called damage done. It's description, distribution, and damage done. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Africanized honeybees are dangerous because they attack intruders in numbers much greater than European honeybees. Since their introduction into Brazil, they have killed some thousand humans, with victims receiving ten times as many stings than from the European strain. Oh my gosh. They are aggressive. Are these the same ones that are like in the desert here in, in the United States? Possibly. The ones that like started in the middle of the pandemic they're like haha also killer bees oh no those were hornets uh because they make hives i've seen them they call her killer hornets can make hives too they were murder hornets these are killer bees hold on hold on i'm gonna look this up i think there were killer bees in arizona when i went oh and apparently the murder hornets kill honeybees rude oh Oh, yeah. These have spread to the United States is what this says as well. So this this might be them. Yep. This is what I saw in Arizona. I saw their hive and it was terrifying. Mm -hmm. They are. They're like a cult. They're the cult of bees where, you know, like what one beehive you watch on TikTok, they just like gently remove it and they all follow the queen all docile and stuff. You touch these and they're like, what did you say to me? (laughs) Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. I got very excited because I knew that one. No, you're good. Uh, I'm taking this time to quickly go to when dad went to Arizona because he almost definitely took a picture of the killer bee sign. Come on, dad. Don't let me down. He let me down. Oh. I really thought he would have taken a picture of that sign. We could probably find it. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm actually surprised he didn't take a picture of the nest. He did. Look. Ooh. Uh, wait. Uh, it's right. 
Yeah, that's what I thought. There. That's one of the hives. It's unsettling when you know how aggressive they are. Mm-hmm. It was terrifying going hiking there. I will ask him later if he happened to have a picture of it. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. No, I'm sorry. That was that was me that just went, look, something shiny. <laughs> <laughs> look, shiny. shiny. Go get it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Continue. So, would you like to take a guess on how long honeybees have actually been making honey? Um... Do I know how long bees have been around at all? No. Okay. I'm going to say... I don't know what the timeline is. I'm going to say that bees have been around since the giant insect phase of the planet because that would help flowers. Maybe not as bees. They might not have Mm -hmm. been bees, but some kind of pollinator. That's probably right. Um, it was before us. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't have a very good mental like time stamp, but I can give you a number. Okay. So I actually have two numbers for this. Mm-hmm. Um, according to one website, they said about 14 million years. Ooh. So they've been, at a minimum, they've been making it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. We evolved about 50,000 years ago. Much smaller in the grand scheme of things. According to the nibble.com, bees were making honey about 40 million years before that. So Mm. there's definitely some mixed information, but I think it also depends on what you consider uh, the same evolution point of a bee. Yeah. Because they've come a little ways. Um, They were actually saying that about... 10 million years ago is when it was um, similar to today's bees. Okay. So they've been fairly consistent, but I think the process has evolved over time. Mm-hmm. I, uh, they, I googled making... big insects and they were uh-huh. 300 million years ago, oh. so I was off. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. The biggest ones. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's fine. Maybe they just pretend to be big and that's why they're in swarms. <laughs> You know, according to all known laws of aviation. I knew at some point <laughs> that movie was going to come up. I actually didn't include it in any of my notes. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Can I derail us again for a moment? Only after I put better creamer in this coffee. Okay. <laughs> um. So the other day on, I think it was Thursday, I was just super tired and I think mm-hmm. I Snapchatted you, but I sent it to my brother, too, that I felt like my head was full of bees. Like, it was just yes. buzzing. Yeah. He responded, because he had to get up super early for work, for him, that he felt like his head was full of honey. So I said, well, we're just turning into bees. And he went, so, you like jazz? <laughs> <laughs> so, you like jazz? You like jazz? Anyway, that was a note. Apparently, bees are just very woven into our day-to-day life. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, Maybe we're actually bees. Maybe? There's a very good Mabim Bam bit. <laughs> Mabim Bam. My brother, my brother, and me bit about Griffin trying to turn into bees. I recommend oh, you look up the Louis Zong animatic. I think I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard that episode. Sorry, my recommendation Anyways. was to the listener because I am I know I've shown it to you. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm you, sorry. I listener. wanted to say I've heard it. <laughs> so anyway, bees. <laughs> So, 
however long they've been making honey. Mm-hmm. We'll just say a couple million years. Okay. Just to stay kind of relevant. Yeah. Uh, it took us about 10,000 years uh, to realize that they made too much. And ah. we could tap into that. Yeah. And thus, the first beekeeper was born. Yay. Can you hear that? What is it? Is that the train? No. That is a leaf blower. Oh, oh! it sounds like a song. Like, it sounds like bells going off. It's just a leaf blower going... It adds to the aesthetic. It's springtime. Um. Also, I realized this morning this episode comes out on my birthday. I know! <laughs> yes, I actually please. did know that. <laughs> is this okay for your birthday episode? Absolutely. Okay. Especially since I'm interrupting so much of it. (laughs) It's perfect. It's absolutely you. Excitable, happy, contagious. And bees. Cover squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Cover squirrel. (laughs) And that's the the story of honey. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So now we'll go into the history, Mm -hmm. which is like more history history. So beekeepers. Okay. All right. So like most of our topics, the history goes pretty far back and into a unique part of the world. Perfect. Would you like to guess when and where? Um, 10,000 years ago. Okay. In Africa. You're not wrong. Well, people weren't really everywhere necessarily 10,000 years ago. So there's some limited choices. Uh, at this point, they're definitely in Europe. At okay. Least. They're in the the asian european continent they've right. spread that far okay i'm sticking by africa i vote egypt bees and none other okay <laughs> <laughs> well that was a really very good guess cool so unsurprisingly honey was one of the first sweeteners in the world um while honey has not been around much longer than recorded history we do find our first written records between 3500 and 5500 BCE with the Egyptians. Hey! Very good. That yeah. is, so how long ago is that? Uh, a few minutes. At least at five. At least 7,000 years. Or no, at most 7,000 years. So not quite 10,000, but mm-hmm. a good guess. Another interruption. Uh-huh. The introduction to um, the book that I just forgot the name of. The one I mentioned earlier that I'm listening to the audiobook of talks mm-hmm. about Cleopatra and that she was one of the first quote unquote mad scientists, apparently. She yeah. did, according to legends, so you know, it's like, yeah, maybe she did some wacky and unethical things, but she also tampered with poisons and venomous animals and all sorts of stuff. And one of her, um, her treatments was to make a paste with like a whole bunch of different animal parts and honey. Lovely. <laughs> Yep. You know, that doesn't actually surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. She was way ahead of her time. Yes. So, in the Egyptians' culture, it was common for all classes to have honey. Uh, it had been documented that it had been in the tombs of the dead and even used as a binder for preservation uh, for wrapping and storing bodies. So this stuff was literally given as gifts of food for the afterlife. Um, It was used in their wrappings. Uh, I don't know why we talk more about scarab beetles and not the fact that sometimes they were just submerged in vats of honey and we can still find them. 
in in inside of that. Do you think, aside from the grossness of being associated with a dead body, that the honey would still be edible? I think decaying would leach and it would rot. But like, okay, so if it was in its own little jar in the tomb, uh huh, would that honey still be edible? So there's this myth that honey is the only food that never goes bad. Okay. So potentially, hmm. I should I might look that up later if we have time. Okay. If, if it actually does go bad. Okay. Or what kind of honey doesn't go bad? Yeah. Process. So a lot of a lot of my information came from the nibble.com. So just okay. keep that in mind if I forget to mention it. <laughs> but according to the nibble.com, <laughs> honeybees as a group appear to have their center of origin in Southeast Asia. At about 30 million years ago, they appear to have developed social behavior and structurally are virtually identical with modern honeybees. So I'm sorry, oh. not 10 million years, 30 million years. Wow. So this 40 million years is probably more accurate. According to the nibble, it's in their time frame. Right. Um, I think it's harder to pin exactly where without the fossil record and written evidence. Right. That makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, Apis millifera, uh, also known as the Western honeybee, is the most commonly domesticated species it probably originated in tropical Africa and spread from northern Europe into Asia. Okay. And this was not the species you had mentioned with the killer bees? No. I didn't think so. I didn't recognize it. No, that one's different. That one's special. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you know that honeybees are not native to the United States? I assume most things are not native to the United States. But they're so common that I never expected them not to be. I just thought it was a natural thing, you know? According to Doctor Who, honeybees are not native to the planet at all. Yes. <laughs> he sounded like a creaky door. <laughs> he went, squeak. Come on. You coming up? I'm coming up. Come on. He wants to jump on the back of the chair. She leaves. Oh. Or he can leave. Okay. <laughs> so, in 1622... The first European colonists brought a subspecies, Apis millifera, millifera. <laughs> Every time. Why would, they, why would they name it that? This one's a super duper honeybee. <laughs> to the Americas. Uh, many of the crops that depend on honeybees for pollination were also imported since colonial times. Mm. Escape swarms, which are wild bees, spread rapidly as far as the Great Plains, usually preceding colonists. So not only did the when the colonists arrived, there were apple orchards, there were also bees. <laughs> I would love to read an alternate history book that's colonialism, but through the eyes of bees only. Like the I bees are like, we that. have domesticated these monkey animals and they are now carrying us to new lands and we will forge our way across this new country. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> and oh. live in a harmony with the environment. Make it prosperous. Oh my gosh. That would be fantastic. Let's write it. They're like, oh my god, these guys are following us. <laughs> just Johnny Appleseed walking around. <laughs> no, no, Lewis and Carol, you have served your purpose. Lewis and Lewis Carol? Lewis and Carol? No. <laughs> what, what are their names? Clark. Thank you. Lewis and Clark. <laughs> Lewis <I'm... laughs> and Carol. It's Lewis and Clark and Sacagawea. 
Sakagawea, according to a fourth grade teacher at my school. Oh. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Fumblebee. Moving on. <laughs> oh, we might have to rename the pod the the episode to Fumblebee. I, I like Fumblebee. Anyways. Anyway. Honeybees did not cross the Rocky Mountains. They were actually carried there by ship to California in the early 1850s. Carried by their servants. Yeah. So yep. they, they made their way over the Rockies one way or another, but they wouldn't have survived the trip over the Rockies. So there actually could have been a world where they didn't, just, just that side of the United States doesn't have bees. Mm. Too bad we have ships and we're not very careful. I'd say good that we're not very careful. This is how we introduce invasive species. <laughs> no, but they're bees, so it's fine. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have bees killed other species? Probably. Well, they've killed thousands of of humans. That's that's fine. That's like killing an, another invasive species. So you know, you know it evens what? out that's in the ethics of point. yeah, in the ethics of like global biodiversity. That one's not so bad. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> today bees are ubiquitous. Uh, honey is produced in every state in the U.S. and is and most countries on Earth. California, North Dakota, Florida, South Dakota, Montana, Minnesota, oh, and Minnesota account uh-huh. for sixty three percent of U.S. production of honey. Where is honey made in Alaska? Hives. So we have been using honey as our main sweetener up until the early nineteenth century when cane sugar became commercialized and readily available and affordable. Before that, it was there, just not affordable. Okay. Until then, we were using honey to sweeten teas, cakes, and other pastries. Hmm. That makes sense. And that's about the gist of history. It's been in some more notable circumstances, but I'll get back to that because there's some very interesting ones. (laughs) Okay. In the meantime... Uh-huh. My next question was, how is synthetic honey made? Because I know that not all honey is real honey. Right. And as it turns out, most honeys you find in the store are not real honey. Only okay. 100% certain that it is real honey is when it says raw honey. Mm-hmm. That is when it is. So the bee, or the, not the bee, the bear honey is probably not real honey. And I should Most just likely. banish it from my life. Would you like to know how to make it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Wait, can we make it ourselves or is it too complicated? You actually can. Ooh, we should There try was that a recipe. I'll see if I can find it. It's definitely in one of my links. Okay. Um, the recipe is attached to one of the websites. Mm. Um, it should be in healthywithhoney.com. Okay. They have a recipe on how to make it at home. Okay. But most of this article is them crapping on how artificial honey is <laughs> okay <laughs> do they make too much of it yes do we make it our own anyway yeah yeah <laughs> number one reason it's cheaper that's the only reason we do it that makes sense yeah so according to you're ready for this according to healthywithhoney.com according to food chemistry <laughs> So I'm pulling an article that they pulled. Okay. Uh, according to food chemistry and a scientific article, 
Um, wait, a what article? Scientific article. Scientifical? Scientific article. You said scientifical article. Yep, a scientifical <laughs> article. That's adorable. I'm sorry. No, it's cute. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm a scientist. <laughs> you look like a scientist. Allie said I look like a scientist. <laughs> so these are the steps on how to produce artificial honey. Oh, why hello there, sweet listener. Were you wanting to listen to how synthetic honey is made? Because, like, I I don't know if it's what you're expecting, but it's real sciency. However, we still have a lot to discuss. So I think we're going to go ahead and break this one down into a two-parter. So we will be releasing the second part next Sunday on April 30th. Keep an eye out for that in the meantime, here's an outro. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, as always, we'd like to thank our listeners. Mm-hmm. All of our sources will be in the episode notes. This includes the research sources and the recipe, which will just be a link to the Savannah Bee Company for their coffee. Yep. Or their tea and bees. I think they only have coffee. Oh, okay. And honey. Lots and lots of honey. Go buy their honey. It's very good. Can confirm. <laughs> Buy more bees. <laughs> bees? You can find our podcast at webrewgood.podbean.com and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and most other places that you can find podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. You can also, uh, if you leave us a five-star review on Spotify, I think we are getting ever closer to being able to leave comments and stuff on our podcast there. Yee. And, of course, if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and we're able to, like, see who you are, or if you want to email it over to us, then we will give you a little shout-out. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, t- and TikTok, at WeBrewGood, or send us an email at WeBrewGood at gmail.com for any of your questions, comments, concerns, tips, and tricks about how to care for your guinea pig, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, dress them up as a little bee. I think that would be really cute. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're already yellow. Give them little black stripes and then boom, you have a tiny guinea pig bee. Mm-hmm. Or get your, your black guinea pig and put a little bit of pollen on his butt and give him little wings and little uh-huh. antennas and he will be a cute little bee. And then he too will not be able to fly. Yep. <laughs> but somehow can. <laughs> but somehow shouldn't please be sure to tie a string to your guinea pig in case it flies away and as always stay Stay brutal Can we talk about guinea pigs before we're like, okay, next? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is forever and a, a, and a minute. Yep. Yeah. At least five. <laughs> Maybe six.